you are beautiful, you are so strong, you're amazing. Like Every day of life is a blank sheet of paper. More happy days in our lives. Small, small changes. You had to just be with life. To really practice mindfulness. I am not my thought. It's not easy, but it's very simple. If you put those two things together, you know, the sky is the limit. Today we have an amazing and beautiful guest, Alexandra Hoynetska. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm happy to, that you are here. And well, you were, we were chatting before the interview. And where are you from originally? So I'm actually originally from Poland, but I moved to the U.S. when I was seven years old. And I grew up right outside of New York City in New Jersey. Yes, and wherever I am right now and wherever you are from are very close to each other. So it was just an amazing to just find you and connect from the beginning. What do you do? What do you want people to know about? You imagine there's this blog post or a commercial about you. What would it say about Alexandra? Yeah, well, I'm very, I don't know if anybody's familiar with human design, but I'm a manifesting generator in human design. And what that means is I... I'm a very passionate person about multiple things. And so I kind of have this like duality where my day job is helping influencers make money through branded partnerships. And I work with a lot of health and wellness influencers. So that's kind of the overlap between what I do um, on, you know, as a side hustle, I guess, uh, which is a health coach. And primarily, I mean, I work with both men and women, but I primarily work with women on balancing their hormones, going off of birth control, and just um, dealing with any kind of chronic illness that their doctors may not have been able to figure out or are still in the process of figuring out. And I'm kind of like their cheerleader, their advocate, uh, guiding them as to which questions to ask your doctor, which blood work do you need to get? So just really being uh, an accomplice, which is the name of my website and handle and podcast, The Health Accomplice. So really being their accomplice on their health journey. So those are my two worlds. Oh my God, you just mentioned my favorite topic. When was it? When I was doing van lifing and living with a van with my husband and my two-year-old, I felt like my, is it called IUD? Yes, I had a copper IUD. And I yes. felt it was bothering me intuitively. And also I could feel it just like came down. So I just removed it by myself because yeah. I Googled it and in Europe, everyone does it. So I was like, okay, yeah. I'm from Europe. I can do it by I myself because I'm yeah. going to pay like 200 bucks to go to the doctor and do something that I can do by, by, my, by myself. Yeah. Oh my God. It's not because I removed it by myself, but when I took it out, my skin, or I would say... For eight months or nine months, I got this cystic acne, which was so painful and okay. so challenging. And I was like, what? And I had it on my chin and it, I know it's connected to the reproductive system. And I did. And okay, this is my thing. I don't trust majority of the doctors because I don't want to take um, the medicine. Not, I, I like the holistic medicine, but not the, how do you say, like pharmaceutical medicine? What do you call yeah. Prescription medicine. Prescription yeah. medicine. And it was one of the most challenging things to go through. I can't even imagine how women, and I, I know so much, but still it was, I remember one time I looked myself in the mirror and I just wanted to like turn off the light. And I was like, right. Annie, if you are going to do this, 
it will your skin will get worse and worse you have to love your skin as it is and it, when i did that it got better but still i had like few always like coming up and i tried to heal by myself into a little with the food and it just like by itself it just went away and i was like okay it was two years two years it was inside and it took nine months i was like okay that's normal so how do you if someone like me comes to you and thankfully universe i'm not in that position anymore how do you start and if they tell you okay i'm i don't like this prescription medicine do you um can you help people like that or how i was and where do you start like i want to know psychologically like physically mentally where do you start connected to them Well, it's definitely all connected. So I went through that myself, which is why I'm also very passionate about it. I went off birth control and it was a very rocky journey similar to yours. And I did go to conventional doctors who wanted to put me on spironolactone, for example, or put me back on birth control. And I was like, no, the whole point is I don't want any of this in my body. I just want it to work the way it's supposed to work because our bodies are incredible. They know how to work. And yeah, they, they, and I think that's the first step where we start psychologically is you have to build a relationship with your body and trust it. I feel like so many women, especially if you're on birth control, sometimes you can get really disconnected from your body, meaning that you don't have a relationship with it. Meaning that if the body is giving you signals like acne or pain anywhere or irregular periods, you're ignoring it. You're basically telling it to shut up and shove a pharmaceutical, you know, down your throat and say, just stop, shut up. Instead of saying, okay, body, what do you need? You're clearly telling me something is off. What do you need? And then like diving deeper into that intuition, you know, I need X, Y, and Z. And obviously like we're not psychic. So there are lots of tools you can use to understand what your body needs. And this is where you start. You start with a full blood panel because every single person is different. Every single person will have different reasons why there's a hormonal imbalance. Maybe you are, you know, have maybe you're estrogen dominant and your ratio between estrogen and progesterone is off. And there could be reasons for that. Maybe you're not, um, you know, you're not absorbing food and nutrients there. There's a gut issue. Every single person is different. Every single person will have a different scenario of what their hormones look like. So first you want to start psychologically by building a relationship with your body, trusting it, that it can do its thing. Our bodies, like I said, are miracles. They are meant to work perfectly and they were meant to work. Like they're meant to reach equilibrium, like a perfectly balanced state. And you, as this, you know, um, inhabitant of your body can help it do that. So just trust that it will do that for you and then get all the blood work done. So you know where you're at, you know, your levels and you have to do that, um, pretty much after you get off birth control, cause you have to let it, you know, let it kind of leave your body. There are things you could do before you actually quit the birth control to make sure you're set up for success. And those are things like diet and lifestyle, Um, but you want to get a full blood panel. Specifically, there's a test called the Dutch test. 
And the Dutch test is really beautiful because it will show you how your hormones are interacting with one another. It'll show you your cortisol, your estrogen, your progesterone, and give you a full picture. So you'll want to work with a doctor that will order those blood, blood, uh, blood tests for you. Not every doctor, this is a thing. This is why I coach people and I help them and I'm like kind of their accomplice in all of this. Not every doctor will allow for that detailed level of blood work. You have to go to a functional medical medicine doctor or an integrative medicine doctor, somebody that views the body as a holistic thing, because it is, you know, what that something that you do, um, like your oral health will impact your gut health. It all works together. So a doctor that understands the connection between everything, and then they will order all this blood work for you. But the first step is building a relationship and getting some detailed blood work done. Wow. I also use tools like journaling uh, because I, one of the spiritual teachers of my online teachers, obviously she's Till Swan and she was saying that cystic acne might come from having a lot of suppressed anger, yeah, which yeah. I started to have this anger journal which, oh my God, the things I was writing there, I, I don't even know where it came from. But I had, and I started also to do breath work, actually, which mm. it, my skin got worse because so many things were coming up. And I also used the food, like I started to drink celery juice and all yes. of that, but still my body needed the time that it's needed to heal. I don't know because I was so attached for it to heal. I just prolonged it or I don't know, but still it needs time. So how do you help people just have the patience and just believe in the time and that when we are in that moment, we don't believe that our skin can look good ever again. We think this is just our reality. How do you support them also psychologically? Do you just show them pictures or how because everyone is it a doctor is it a server they also need to be a little psychologist i'm just yes. curious how you support people in that well i just wanted to say i love what you said um you're insinuating that there's a psychological component of everything of all disease or all disease like any discomfort that your body is going through including acne there's always a psychological component that can't that is a hundred thousand percent true. And I discovered that on my journey too. You could eat the most perfect diet and have like everything perfect in your home. No, no toxins. Everything is good for your hormones. And you can still be experiencing issues because you're not addressing what's going on psychologically and emotionally. Because a lot of times that is also your body telling you, hey, you need to deal with something. You need to work through something. So I love your example of the anger journal. Now, as far as patience goes, I think there's a couple of things. Reminding people that your body can heal and how it heals. So every six months, your cells are regenerating. So every six months, you can basically become a new human being. So if it takes you six months for your skin to look good or even longer, just trust that the process is happening and trust that people have gone through these things. And yeah, to your example, do you show them pictures? I, I haven't shown pictures, but I love telling stories and I love providing examples of other people who have healed because 
you need to make it real. You need people to have inspiration and you need people to have what I like to call or um, Lacey Phillips of To Be Magnetic actually coined this term expanders, meaning these are people in your life who have what you want, who have come from similar backgrounds and have gone through what you're going through. So you need to see to believe. So in order to see to believe, I share examples of people who have gone through detoxes. You know, I have examples of people who have gone through steroid detox and it's actually taken them two years to get rid of all the toxins and get clear skin. No matter what, the end result is always clear skin or a functioning body. You will reach equilibrium. This is your hero's journey. This is your path. Like every day is going to be fulfilling in some way if you choose to frame it that way. What are you learning? What is this teaching you? Do you need to love yourself more? Do you need to, like you said, look in the mirror and say, I love my skin exactly the way it is. Do you need to lean into that a little bit more? Because what's waiting on the other side is healing in all different ways. I mean, clear skin is just one representation. The healing that really happens internally is the most beautiful part. And this is your journey to get there and you will get there. And so it's about reminding people that it's possible, giving them inspiration and expansion through sharing stories and pictures and videos and, and all of that so they can see to believe. And then just making sure they're continuing to dive inward and using it as a mirror to show them where they still need to grow and where they still need work. I like that, that you are being their guide basically and you are just their mirror for what they need to know. You, are, you cannot heal them, you can just guide them to their journey, to their healing yeah. journey and healing path. What is, like, if okay, the word hormonal imbalance tells you by itself what it is, but like, if you can, like, explain it even more for me personally and for the people who are listening, what is, like, hormonal imbalance? Well, so, especially for women, we are on a we're not only on a circadian rhythm, we're a 24 hour clock, men are on a 24 hour clock, but on top of that, we're on a 28 to 35 day cycle. Our hormones are different every single day, meaning the ratio every single day, which is why this is a fun fact. A lot of um, tests are, are not done on women because they can't control the different hormones. So many tests like medical research is done on men. So it's so hard to see when somebody comes out with, oh, we've tested that the keto diet is really great for everyone because it helps with this and this and this. Well, have you tested women? No, because their hormones are different every single day and you can't control for that. So every single, like I said, every single day, there is, there is a perfect ratio of to simplify it, progesterone and estrogen on a daily basis. So when you get your, you know, at, right after you get your period and everything is like cl clean and detox from your body, I think of like menstruation as like the greatest like detox of everything, emotions included. It's when your body just releases, you're not holding on to anything. So right after that, your estrogen and progesterone levels start to build and they go through a cycle every single day for 28 to 35 days. What a hormonal imbalance means is that somewhere there's a breakdown of communication, usually in the pituitary gland, the communication is off 
And it could be for so many reasons, gut issues, stress, cortisol, overworking out too much, which is, which is a whole problem in the United States. There are so many things that can cause your hormones to not have that perfect ratio. So for example, a lot of women who are experiencing heavy bloating, painful periods, cysts on ovaries, PCOS, a lot of times this is due to higher estrogen levels. And that doesn't necessarily mean your estrogen is too high, but for the most part, that's why a Dutch test is, is really critical so you can see what's going on. Um, but it could mean that your progesterone is too low and the ratio is just off. So a hormonal imbalance means there's something going awry with the communication in your body and it's not producing enough or it's overproducing a certain hormone. So in a lot of cases, PCOS, a lot of cases right now include the overproduction of estrogen. And the reason for that is because there's a lot of environmental toxins that are estrogen mimickers. And like, for example, plastics that have BPA, if your body is ingesting those, your body doesn't know what that is. So it kind of senses a stranger in the house and they're like, oh, there's a stranger in the house. Who is that? Oh, it's estrogen, but it's not. But you're, it's, it's a process where your body thinks that all these environmental toxins are estrogen. So you're overproducing estrogen, therefore you're estrogen dominant. And therefore you can get symptoms like bloating, cysts on your ovaries, PCOS type of symptoms, acne, a lot of acne around the neck um, and the chin area. So in a nutshell, that's what a hormonal imbalance is. But I like to simplify things, to be honest, because I have this theory that the more, and some people may disagree, it's kind of controversial. The more you diagnose yourself with something, the more identity you build around it. But if you take a step back and zoom out and just say, my body is just telling me something is off, let's figure out what that looks like, why, let me dive inward, let me do all the blood work, let me do all the things and figure out why it's off. Because the second we identify ourselves with something, then it becomes this like, I have PCOS. No, you don't have PCOS. You have a hormonal imbalance. If you fix it, you won't have PCOS. I feel like we, I feel like just simplifying it for people, just letting them know, hey, your body wants to work for you. Your body wants nothing but equilibrium. Your body wants nothing than to be healthy. Let it be healthy. Let's figure out what we need to take away and what we need to put in so that it, it has and reaches that equilibrium state. You said so many things right now that I, I want to dive deep in so many information and so many new things, especially the last thing you said. I, when I moved to the U.S., I found that they have so many labels that I don't have it in my country. Does that mean that we are healthy or we have healthy relationship with weight or we are like really self-loving? No, but we just don't have the, for example, like so many girls around me had eating disorder and they just label themselves. And I, I don't mean to just like, downgrade it and make them feel like it's not important but if I think about myself then I also had eating disorder when for a like little period of time 
and it's not like that we just label so much and then as you said it becomes just part of our identity talk to me about working out too much because when i gave birth i gained 58 pounds and i had to like lose that weight as naturally as possible with not dieting i was eating like four times a day with two snacks just you know like home-cooked meals everything home-cooked and like I was getting all my vegetables all my protein just cooking by myself I was working out so much and what I found is that I was just I was just exhausting myself I wasn't getting the results that I wanted and for myself and I'm really fan of an intuitive workout intuitive eating I say that you can be your own scientist if you eat an egg and your body enjoys it, then eat the egg. Don't listen to anyone else. But yes. talk to me about just overworking ourselves as women, especially. And mm -hmm. in, especially in Western culture. Why is it important to work out as much as our bodies need? Not as much as we think that we need. Yeah. Well, one, there's so many directions I can go in here, but one thing I want to say is that moving your body every day is the best thing you can do, but moving your body means taking a walk, you know, even just like stretching, doing a little bit of yoga. It doesn't have to be this like aggressive masculine way of working out where you're lifting weights you're going to barry's boot camp and somebody is screaming at you or you're like running 10 miles those are all great i will say like if you if you feel like you need to get something out especially because working out does you know build endorphins and psychologically maybe when you're ovulate maybe when you're when you're ovulating it's amazing yeah, yeah. But there is um, a cycle syncing method. So Alyssa Vitti, she is wonderful. She is the founder of Flow Living, and she discovered the cycle syncing method for women because it goes back to what I was saying. Men have a 24-hour circadian rhythm. That's it. They can work out and do Barry's boot camp and lift weights every single day. Their hormones are the same every single day. Women we, our hormones are different every single day. So if you break out the cycle in two parts, there's your pre-ovulation phase, which happens between right after you get your period until you ovulate, which usually is about four, maybe 10 to 14 days, depending on the woman. And then there's your post-ovulation phase, which is right after you ovulate, including menstruation until you're done menstruating. And that's usually another like 10 to 14 days, depending on the woman, depending on the cycle. In the first half of your cycle, you have way more energy. You have lower cortisol levels. And so you're able to, one, eat less. You don't have to cortisol eat as Cortisol is much. a stress hormone, yes. Cortisol is a stress hormone, yes. So you're just like, you're producing more collagen during that first half of the cycle. You're just, you know, like biologically speaking, you're preparing for ovulation and you're the most attractive version of yourself when you're ovulating because you're supposed to attract a mate and you're supposed to procreate during that time. So that first, those first, the first half of your cycle is a great time 
to run, to do a little bit more extreme workouts because you're, you're just more energetic and you're just, your body is producing hormones that are very favorable to a Barry's boot camp situation or like a lot of weights or running or whatever. Now, after you ovulate, your body is getting ready. If you are not pregnant, if you didn't get pregnant, your body's getting ready to shed, right? And you, and it produces naturally less collagen and it produces more cortisol. So if you're still running like crazy during the second half of your cycle, or if you're still biking, you're going to exhaust yourself. You're going to exhaust your adrenals and you're going to produce more cortisol than you need. Why does body, why does body um, produce more? Why is it helpful? Because body is intelligent. Why do we need more stress hormone? for the second half of or after ovulation? What's the purpose of it? It's a really great question. I think it's the, the purpose of it is to really help. One, there's just like more sensitivity around that time. The goal of the body is to provide you with a lot of rest. Mm. So I think it's, it's all signals point to rest. And if we don't listen to those signals, if we don't listen to those signals of rest during that's what the body wants to do because it's ex, it's exerting a lot of energy to create that space for that baby and again if you're pregnant but if you're not it's creating the space and if it doesn't have a baby to house and it sheds creating that space for that baby takes a lot of energy from the body right so it's literally producing all these hormones in order to create a very safe space. So actually during this time, you also can eat more because your, your body's burning more calories naturally because it's in an active state. So in the first half, again, you can eat less because it's not as busy and you can work out more because it's not as busy and you can make it busy. In the second half, it's really busy creating this cocoon for this baby. And again, if you're producing more cortisol by going to a class where it's intense and it's not, you know, it's not slow, not, again, not everyone, not every, every person is different. So I know there's women out there who can work out the same every day of the week, but it's very rare. I think 99% of women will experience feeling so much better if they take the second half of their cycle for rest. Um, and again, it's because your body is, is exerting a lot of energy itself. It doesn't need more energy on top of that. It's already exerting so much energy. So you can eat more because you'll burn more calories and you can exercise less because you don't want to overproduce cortisol. It's a really like nice resting period. And it's very, like, Alyssa Vitti talks about this. And if you want, she did write a whole book about cycle syncing where she goes into more detail as to like how you can even be more productive during these two phases of your cycle um, and how you can use it in a business sense where you should make decisions here or not make decisions here, et cetera. So she, she does uh, go through all of that in her cycle syncing method. But as far as over-exercising, the problem with over-exercising is you're producing more cortisol. It tells your body that you're running from a tiger. Therefore, it's storing fat because your body thinks it needs, it's in survival mode. Um, and so 
again, like you said, our bodies are really intelligent. So when you're producing high cortisol levels, your body thinks, oh my God, I'm in danger. It doesn't know the difference between a tiger. Your body, that's where the intelligence breaks down, right? Your body physically, biochemically does not know the difference between a tiger chasing it or working out too hard or somebody telling you something you didn't want to hear or somebody yelling at you or whatever that is, your body doesn't know the difference. It just knows that's dangerous, high cortisol, I'm in fight or flight mode, and therefore the systems that work normally don't. So I'm going to store fat because I need that energy to fight this tiger, to fight this bear, to fight this dangerous threat, even though it's, it's a, a fitness instructor or something, you know? So that's kind of the, I know I said a lot, um, but that's kind of in a nutshell what happens when you're over-exercising. You're, you're going to gain weight instead of lose it. I want to first, before I continue, I want to acknowledge you. You are so competent. You are so knowledgeable in everything that we say. I know I get this feeling when I'm learning, when I'm really enjoying the conversation and when I'm learning a lot, like a lot, a lot, I have this feeling that I want to cry. Not a negative feeling because I am so um, full, like fulfilled and how the hell yes. can I say like joyfully overwhelmed with the information that I just yeah. want to cry and that's, I don't get that often. This is, I think this is the second time that I'm getting this like while doing this. Um, conversations i'm learning so much and you are literally like my spirit sister everything you say is just like what i think and not you have more knowledge than i have but like what i intuitively believe I'm still learning support but and as you said and what i found find found out for myself intuitively then i realized that you can like sync the cycles even do doing these interviews when i'm on my cycle on the winter phase i yeah. don't enjoy having conversations i want to cancel all my conversations yeah. i now i'm on ovulating so i'm so happy i'm enjoying all the yeah. conversations <laughs> and i decided to have less interviews on the, that week because it's unfair to me and it's unfair to a person not to give them my best version because I'm not enjoying the conversation. I want to cry. I'm so yeah. sad because cortisol, I think, makes us see the situation worse than it is. Every, I'm so sensitive. And you, whatever you just said is working because as I started to, even before I was saying, I don't want to get my period. As I started to celebrate my periods and say, like, thank you for coming here. Thank you for like clearing out whatever I need to, or like, telling me what I need to know in my life it just got better and better even I I since I gave birth I never know the exact date when I'm gonna get my period I just connect to my body and know how it feels and every month I get the same signals so whatever you are saying it's so true from my own life I'm pretty sure so many people so many women listening who know how to um, connect to their bodies, bodies they can say that whatever you're saying is true they don't need to, to hear from me yeah. still and that's why I feel like it's so step one is always connecting to your body right it's always building that relationship because I realized how disconnected I was from my body when I started this journey I was like oh I just kept telling my body to shut up 
when it was tired, I would just take a shot of espresso and be like, come on, keep going. And don't get me wrong. There are some days where I'm like, Hey, I know you're tired, but can we do this together? I really want to go to this dinner. Like, can we team up and like do this? And my body will be like, okay, just like give me a little like tea or something and we'll, we're good to go. So like just building that relation as cheesy as it sounds, it's like, I love that. I talk to myself too. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're a team and I'm like, let's, let's figure out how to make this work for both of us. Mm -hmm. How do you support yourself? Um, you personally, mentally, because as much, I have so many things to learn, but I know so many things about psychology, about myself, but still when I'm in, in I'm not aligned with myself and I'm not balanced, I can get overwhelmed and get stuck in this situation like, oh, this is my reality now and I'm never ever getting well or never ever getting to that state yeah. how I feel today while I'm ovulating. And no matter how much I remind myself, those few days are so challenging. What do you do personally? Not maybe only about cycle, but when you feel like imbalanced or your body doesn't yeah. feel aligned, what's your self-talk? I have so many tools because I suffered from so much anxiety in the past that I've learned all these things. And so now anytime that I get to a really dark place or I have anxiety or I'm just like overwhelmed, I have so many tools. So the first thing I do is I have a meditation practice and it's really not complicated at all it's sitting in complete silence or sometimes i'll play some like um music by jai jagadesh and just have that and just sit because then i can listen to my intuition that's when i hear myself and that's when i hear that voice and i can ask questions and so i'll just sit in silence and think about okay i'm thinking of these are the thoughts i'm having and i remind myself first of all thoughts are not facts I'm observing my thoughts. They are not facts. They don't have to be true. And I almost observe myself in this meditation and go like, as if I'm in the sky, staring down at Alex and thinking, okay, Alex is having these thoughts. She's having the thought that nothing is going to work out and her body is not going to heal or there's something wrong or this isn't safe. Why is she having those thoughts or can she have different thoughts? Do we even, do we even need to dig into why? Who cares why is the whole goal is to not have these thoughts. Sometimes the why can help with that. Sometimes it can send you in a loop. Um, but can we choose different thoughts? And this is, I went through a really hard time this year when I moved from New York to Nashville and I just didn't understand I was following my intuition, so I didn't understand a lot, and I would just have such a hard time, and I would have to remind myself, you are here for a reason. Trust in the universe. Trust in yourself. You made this choice. Why aren't you not trusting yourself? So I talk to myself, and I, I, I observe. I think the becoming the observer versus the absorber is something that um, a friend of mine, Heather, Whitaker taught me observing your thoughts instead of absorbing them. You are not your thoughts. You are observing them because there's something going on. And 
Sometimes it's because you have fear. So if it's out of fear, choose love. Two choices, fear and love. So if you're going down a rabbit hole of my body's not working, I can't do this, it's not going to heal, that's all fear. Fear, fear, fear. If you choose love and if you force yourself every day to choose that love and say, all right, I have to believe because other people have done this. And that's the other thing. It's finding people and hearing stories like this of people who have done this and have healed themselves, super important. So anyway, meditation is like huge journaling after that meditation. So after I meditate, I journal. And then the second I put the words down on paper, they lose their power completely. Like I can read my thoughts and be like, are these really my thoughts? Like, I love myself for having these thoughts. I'm so cute. And so like, how cute is this? Like, these aren't, these are silly. And, and so I think journaling um, and meditation are the biggest things. And then you mentioned breath work. Breath work is intense for me. Um, I don't do it often. Um, I do like a mini breath work every day where I take deep breaths, but actual breath work um, with a teacher, um, I probably do that like once a month or so. I do it more when I'm going through a hard time, but it's been incredible in terms of release, but it is intense. You cry a lot. Mm. I cry a lot. <laughs> I don't do it every day either. I just have periods of my life when I intuitively feel like that's the tool I need. I just cannot do it every single day. It is intense. It brings up a lot. I had so many realizations. One time I was doing my breath work and I I name my, uh, like, I have these alter egos and I name the parts of myself. And I have this vision of, like, one of my parts being down in this dark place, like, feeling so powerless and having this, like, huge cuffs. And I just opened up my eyes and I was like, okay, that's where my powerless self is. That's where my victim self is. And I named her and I just, like, took the cuffs out and, like, I did the visualization. Beautiful. And... Obviously, it didn't work immediately. You need just time to release all of that yeah. powerless. Because I remember as a child, I a lot of the times I felt like I was powerless. And whatever I said or did had no sense. And then I saw that like part of me. So breathwork is intense, girl. I'm there with you. Beautiful. It yeah, the visions intense. you get. I mean, people, um, I did a podcast episode on this, like ayahuasca, or sorry, breathwork is the new ayahuasca. I feel like a lot of people do ayahuasca to get those same visions that you just had, but you can tap into that same part of yourself just doing a guided breath. And it's an, it is intense. I just had chills. I, I just had that vision of myself with cups in dark. It was so cold and dark there. Oh my God. Anyways, uh, I before I ask you my last questions, I'm enjoying when you, when you were just... Uh, it's like stopping talking then saying and it was like, don't say that i want to hear more 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 i just love you have to i don't know do you have a youtube channel i have a podcast okay i don't do, is it just guess or do you personally uh also Honestly, so far it's been just guests but i've done okay. some i've done some so you need episodes. to talk more you need to talk more <laughs> you have so much yeah. wisdom and the way you talk is easily digestible, especially I'm not from the US, US English my, is my second language. So the way you talk is so simple. And oh my God, just do more of you because gonna I, I, I'm going to listen to it. 
So when you do it, you when you are talking, I'm listening, and I don't like I can. I'm really good with focusing majority of the times, not always, not from when I'm on my yeah. period. <laughs> but naturally, when I don't have to think that like bring my mind back, that's a good conversation. I was fully present because I was so interested in it. I didn't have to like okay recenter myself, you know. I was yeah. like, just here, you need to talk more. You need to give us more wisdom, 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 please. Okay, I will, I will. You're so inspiring. You're going to make me cry. No, cry, because I admire you. When you were talking, I was like, she's a badass. She knows so much. And I'm just, oh. I'm excited to hear more of you. Now, where oh, can people you. find you? And because I want to, I want everyone to find you. And what yes, are some... Well, some of your services and everything like just yeah so i have a website called the health accomplice and that's like a, sometimes a little bit hard to spell so i'll spell um h-e-a-l-t-h-a-c-c-o-m-p-l-i-c-e -E. i will link them everything in the description box. <laughs> i know um i chose a really uh, hard name but the health it's my website that has everything including a link to my podcast but the podcast you can find on itunes on spotify and everywhere you find podcasts and it's called the health accomplice as well and i have an instagram channel called the health accomplice and i am working on a youtube but um tbd that's that's coming um i need a little bit more more time to work on that but this was so incredible thank you so much is there um anything you wanted to talk about or you had in the mind and that you wanted really to talk about the topic and i just didn't get the chance to ask you that question i think sorry there's <laughs> my uh my washer is singing to me um you know, there, there's, there's so much. Um, and I think that we covered, we covered the biggest topics. I think that the most important part, I think is, um, spirituality because it, there's a scientific explanation for this. And when I say spirituality, I just mean faith, any kind of faith. Um, I think, having belief in that your body is going to work for you, having more trust in yourself, in the fact that your body can work for you, just that trust and wherever that comes from, just diving deeper into that trust is super important because it does lower cortisol levels, which helps hormones. So uh, depending on, you know, where you're at, I know everybody's on a different journey and everybody's on their own unique journey. Um, but having some sort of belief in yourself and in your body, like really making sure that that's a component of your healing process. You need to talk more and share more. <laughs> I, I just loved this conversation. I loved everything you said. You gave me so many new information. I learned so much from you. You are so beautiful and glowing inside and out. Thank and you. I just... I am so grateful when I meet women like you because I want everyone to be successful and I want everyone to have the platform. And I want to, when I meet someone that I find inspiring, I want other people to find them as well. So thank you so much for being the guest in my show. And this is the question. Oh, I already love you. I feel so, I feel so much love. You made my day. Thank you so much. You, you made, made my day. My day.
um, this is the question I ask everyone. Leave me. I used to say listeners, but I'm here too. Leave me and listeners with either a word or a sentence or two sentences, just whatever comes up on top of your heart. Trust yourself. Trust. Trust yourself. I love that trust is so important. It just starts with the self-trust and then it radiates outside of the world. Thank you so yeah. much, Alexandra, for being guest in my show and just bringing huge value Thank to you. me personally. Thank you so, so much. This was amazing. And thank you listeners for listening and go find her, connect to her, follow her. I don't know. That's what I'm going to do. Listen more of her because I need more of her knowledge and insight in my life. Until next time. <laughs>